Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so excited to have Alex McFarlane on the show for the month of apologetics. We are just so happy to be teaching these parents how to teach their children to have a strong foundation and be able to defend their faith in a loving manner. Alex is a Christian apologist, author, evangelist, religion, and cultural analyst, and advocate for biblical truth. Alex has preached in over 2,000 churches worldwide. He also speaks at Christian events, conferences, debates, and other venues to teach biblical truths and preach the gospel. Alex is the founder and president of a great nationwide ministry called Truth for a New Generation, which includes the Southeast's most popular apologetics conference. Welcome to the show, Alex. Well, thank you, Leanne. It's great to be with you. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. We are so happy to have you. Tell us about Truth for a New Generation. When did you start it and what is its purpose? Well, thanks very much. God bless you. Well, really the purpose of the Truth for a New Generation uh, conferences has been to equip young people to stand for their Christian faith. And we first actually first used that name in 1991, a long time ago. 31 years ago, but really didn't go full-time with it till about 1998. And I was a youth pastor for 11 years and full-time, and I would see a lot of my kids that were, you know, very involved in youth group, but they would go away to the university, go away to college, which is very important, but they would go through a faith crisis, and they would come back, and they would talk about how their professors were just almost unrelenting, secular, just very militant against not only Christianity, not only morals, but really uh, against America. So we started these conferences, and we began in the late 90s to bring in people like James Dobson and Josh McDowell and Chuck Colson and different speakers to try to get kids a, a foundation where they would, you know, not become agnostic. And more and more, though, even, even though the first few that we did were just almost exclusively teenagers, more and more we had parents that would come and they would say, look, I, I need to drill down a little more deeply and get a good handle on what I believe. And so it's for all ages. We've done 48 conferences. We do a summer camp every year. In fact, in, in 2022, our camp is going to be July 17th through 22nd. And so it's just evangelizing the lost and equipping the saved to stand strong for God and country. And where do you hold your conferences? Oh, all over. In fact, this fall we'll be in Oklahoma City. We've, we've been in about 30 states to do these conferences. And, uh, you know, I would love to partner. If anybody watching and listening says, gee, we would love to have our city host one of your Truth for New Generation conferences, Reach out to me if, if I could give my email. Yes. My email is alex at alexmcfarland.com, alex at alexmcfarland.com. And, you know, in a way, Leanne, 20, 20 years ago plus, I mean, we started out, it was like a teaching conference. 
But in a way, the Truth for New Generations have become kind of like an evangelistic event. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, we'll, we'll get speakers. I mean, some of the names more recently that are great speakers on biblical worldview, people like David Barton and Marshall Foster and uh, Lee Strobel and Jay Warner Wallace and Dr. Meg Meeker and Sandy Rios. I mean, there are a lot of incredibly brilliant, compelling communicators. But we try to get multiple churches to pray and promote and plan to attend. And I mean, at at these biblical worldview conferences, we will have every denomination you've ever heard. And even, you know, Catholics that are very concerned for this country and Hispanic. And six of our conferences, we've had translators sign and we do bilingual. We'll do it in English and Spanish. But on the end of the first day, we'll explain what the gospel is. And we'll say, look, you know, we're talking about defending the Christian faith, but you let us explain what it means to be a Christian. And in our conferences, whether we have 1,000 or 3,000 attendees, regardless of the size, roughly 8% of the audience will make a salvation decision. So we encourage people when, whenever the Truth for a New Generation event, if it comes to a city near you, bring unsafe people. And you know what? I'm finding out more and more that even, even non-Christians are deeply concerned about America. They, they believe like we do that we've lost our moral compass. And so what started out 20-some years ago as a conference to equip young people has really almost become a conference to try to restore the soul of the nation, really. And wouldn't you say it starts very young, training our children very young? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's always a blessing when someone of any age comes to Christ. But do you know what, Leanne, as as you know, and I want to say what an honor it is to be with you, because I have such respect for your work, your communication, your research. You're an influencer and you're an educator, but you're a scholar. And I'm sure your listeners know that. But what you're communicating is so true and so important that it starts at a young age. And obviously, the most important thing of life is to know the Lord Jesus. But even besides salvation, just character development, you know, a moral foundation and being able to self-restraint, deferred gratification, to be able to, to say no to yourself and to live a life of, the Bible uses the word circumspect, but but ethics, character, self-control, that must be ingrained at a very, very early age, and the earlier the better. Absolutely. And at your conferences, do you have information and booklets? Do you sell things for parents, resources, or online perhaps? We do. And let me share a couple of things that the Lord has been so good to me, Leanne. Oh, I'm telling you, it's just amazing. And, you know, I've got to tell you, I am the product of a godly mother and dad and a godly grandmother, all of whom prayed for me. But God's allowed me to write some books. I've written 18 books. If you um, go to any of the websites where you buy books, especially Christian bookstores and CBD, uh, Christian book distributors out of Massachusetts, we're in the process of starting an e-store with them. But I've written 18 books, one of which is the 21 toughest questions your kids will ask about God. Interviewed over 300 families, spent about five years researching that book and 
interviewed many families, but I teach also at like Karis Bible College out in Colorado, and more and more of our biblical worldview training is being put online there. You know, it's great to have a big conference and a lot of energy and excitement, but we try to send people home with resources. And some of them are specifically for young people. Like I wrote a book called Stand Strong in College. Now, I I do a seminar called What You'll Hear Your Freshman Year, Preparing for the Ways That College Will Challenge Your Faith. And I wanted to name it that, but Tyndale Publishers, we've we've done a number of books with Stand in the title, S-T-A-N-D. So they call it Stand Strong in College. But I identify the four areas where college can shipwreck the faith of a young person. So parents and teens were trying to build within them a biblical worldview. Absolutely. And, and, oh, and thank you for the nice compliments that you gave me. And I feel the same with you. I'm so, I admire your work. I think you're just outstanding. If we could clone you about 10 more times and put you out there, I'd be so happy if we could do such a thing. (laughs) So tell us about your 21 toughest questions your kids will ask about Christianity and share, if you could share favorite questions and your answers, please. Well, don't you love children? Don't don't you love talking with children? Love it. Because they're they're so forthright and they're so, well, you know, Jean Piaget, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, while I really don't know where he was spiritually, but he, he talked about some stages of cognitive development and and really not only intellectual but emotional development. And you know, children are very much in, you know, there's there's pre-operational and then concrete thought. And then somewhere along the line, we develop the ability for abstract thought. And, you know, parents talk about like a, a baby cries when mother leaves the room. Some psychologists theorize, well, maybe, maybe the uh, child doesn't know that mom still exists, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And there is a time in childhood where Uh, Children are just very concrete, very literal. And every parent knows that because like, let's say the child says, may we go to the park? We'll say, well, we'll do that. We'll do that in a couple of days. Well, in a couple of days, the (laughs) child will call you on that because they're very literal and very concrete, which is great. So children will ask questions like, if God made everything, who made God? Which is a completely logical sequence of thought you know, because the child thinks, well, everything had to be made. Here's the house. Somebody built it. You know, there's the tree. Somebody planted it. And so kids ask questions like that. And we go into the the book, really the book, the 21 toughest questions your kids will ask about Christianity. Ideally, it would be for parents with kids that were about four to 12 years old. And we get into late childhood childhood, pre-adolescence. And then, of course, I've written a lot about adolescence. But here was the thing, as I was interviewing families with children of all these ages, kids ask questions like, at night, I'm tired and I go to sleep. Where does God sleep when he's tired? Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) It's it's just precious. I open with a story of, of my niece, a niece that I helped raise, Alexandria, And they were having this little tribunal on the front steps one summer day. And they wanted to know, 
what, what flavors of ice cream will we eat in heaven? Heaven is the place of ultimate happiness and ice cream is definitely part of the equation of ultimate happiness. Therefore, we must eat ice cream in heaven. It was so precious. And uh, you know this feeling as a, as a parent, but these little eyes look at you like, yes, wise one, speak and we will believe you. What kind of ice cream will we eat in heaven? The beautiful thing is, and I have found this to be the case, when an adult figure, whether it be parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, but you're, you're accessible and you're authentic. And, and I encourage parents, don't look shocked or don't, you know, I'll just say, don't freak out. You know, if, if your child comes to you and, and forgive me, I'm, I'm just, I'm just sharing with you, but I had a parent say to me, and this mother was horrified. The child asked about a certain word that begins with the letter F, you know, what does that mean? And the mom was horrified and the child had heard it somewhere as children do, because sadly we're, we're a very coarse profane culture these days. And what, what does, what does the F word mean? And I said, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that your child heard that terrible base word, but you know, use age appropriate language. And sadly, children seem to be losing their innocence at younger and younger ages, but don't freak out because you want to be accessible yes. and see if you, if you freak out, the child will say, uh-oh, that was, that was awkward. I, I'm not going to, the next time I have a hard question, I'm not going to go to mom and dad. Just be very calm and be very forthright. So be accessible and be authentic and let the child know in your words and in your lifestyle that the most important thing to you is the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. And we believe our savior. We believe the Bible as, as they see that it's real to you, they'll want it to be real in their own lives. And that's really from Exodus 13. Exodus 13 is very beautiful. It says, when it comes to pass that your son will ask you, why do we do these things? That you will say, when Pharaoh would not deliver us, God with a strong hand intervened. And the, the implication of Exodus 13 is that your child will, in a roundabout way, say, how do I have what you have? I see, Dad, that the Lord is number one to you. Mom, I can tell that Jesus is the most important thing in your life. How do I have that too? So regardless of the topic, Mom and Dad, get a solid grasp on your own biblical beliefs. And I, I hope your beliefs are biblical, but be accessible and be authentic. And your child will catch what, what you've got. Absolutely. And if your child is young and they ask you a question like that, you can simply answer according to the appropriate age, a response appropriate to their age. You can just say, well, you know, we don't use that word in our household, but you know, there's another word we like that begins with an F and it's the word faith. And let me tell you what faith means, you yes. know, just kind of like guide them through that without bringing any attention, any more attention to that word than you would want to. Oh, of course, age appropriate. And I, I think you're, you're 100% right. You know, I, I tell moms and dads to be honest with, with children. There is sin. There is, the devil is real and the devil is, is bad. And the devil 
doesn't like us, but we don't have to be paranoid and afraid if we're in Jesus. Because John 10, 28 says that nothing can pluck us out of his hand. And so there are bad things in this world. There are bad people. There are some people that follow Jesus, like our family. There's some people that don't. And uh, we don't have to be afraid if we're walking with God. So I I honestly think, and I've seen it firsthand, children, they can get it. I mean, I I really do think that when we speak honestly, but, but as much as we're able, simply, Children really do understand. Kids, they'll, they'll ask, you know, God made everything. Who made God? Say nobody. Nobody made God. And that's part of what makes him God. He just, he is. And he's, he's forever. God will never go out of business. God will never die. Isn't that wonderful? Our Lord who loves us can never die. He is forever. And, you know, you can talk to kids, and, and I've watched hundreds of children over the years, and they're like, okay, they they get it. They believe it. Yes, or everything has a definition. There's a definition. So I always say, well, you know, you can always say to somebody, if they ask you who made God, you can say, well, I don't understand that question because the very definition of God is one who has always existed. And thank God he has always existed. Well, I thank you for all your wisdom today. And for my listeners, there is going to be a part two. Alex and I are going to continue with this interview and I will bring the rest of the interview to you for our next episode. And this is how we will all work together to raise strong Christian kids. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs>